Hello, 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 and welcome to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. All these stories I'm going to be talking about come directly from Small Screen, where you can find at which you can find, sorry, at small-screen.co.uk. Uh, I'm the editor of Small Screen. My name is Edward Lauder, uh, and if you could like and subscribe, if you're watching this on YouTube, that would be wonderful. Uh, if you could also uh, follow the page, uh, the Facebook page, and like the Facebook page, that'd be really good. And also like and share the video, that'd be wonderful as well. Well, uh, you can find us everywhere on social media at Small Screen Co. Uh, you can also find the YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Small Screen Co. I believe it is now. Um, yeah, and all that brilliant stuff. Right, let's get straight into the news today. And there's a lot of it because, of course, we only do shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, so that means I'm going to be going over everything that happened on Friday and the weekend and Monday. So there was a lot of stuff. So I want to start off with all the movie news. And the very first thing which literally just broke right now is that Jared Leto's full Joker look in Zack Snyder's Justice League has been revealed. So this is actually pretty massive because before... Before this was revealed, and it was revealed in, in Vanity Fair, um, Zack Snyder did a big interview with Vanity Fair, and I think he revealed far too much in this in this interview, by the way. By the way. But uh, he did this big interview, and that was a, a big deal. And um, in this interview, he, uh, he well, what, what he did was he gave Vanity Fair his um, his pictures that he took of Jared Leto in in like the Joker costume, and they're very very different. It looks wildly different from the Jared Leto that we got. Uh, the Jared Leto's version of the Joker that we got in 2016 to the Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad. So here it is. Here is the uh, the new Jared Leto Joker. So this is um, I I mean when we first saw uh, this this new iteration, it was a very blurry picture. All we really saw was him holding the Joker card, but we could see that he he kept the long hair, and I was saying that he looked. Uh, not unlike Arthur Fleck. So, uh, so there, there you have it. There's, there's the look. Um, I think it's a good look for the Joker. I think it is a good look. I think it, it suits Jared Leto a bit more. He can be a bit more, in a weird way, himself. Which you know, you might not. He's not kind of hindered by all the stuff that was going on in that Suicide Squad version, which was really, really too much. There was way too much going on. It's a much kind of more stripped back version of the Joker, and. Um, I'm going to go into what uh, what Zack Snyder revealed. And again, I'm going to say full spoilers here. For all of you who don't want to know uh, what's coming up in uh, Justice League, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, then you know what? Turn away now. Look away now. Turn it off. It's fine. I understand. I understand people not wanting spoilers. But this comes straight from the horse's mouth. This comes straight from Zack Snyder himself. So he actually revealed that um, the, the, the Joker was going to be part of, the, part of the Nightmare sequence. So this will also explain why Batman had a Joker card on his gun in the Nightmare um, sequence in uh, Batman vs Superman. Snyder also revealed that the Joker would be Batman's guide into the dark world um, of what could happen on um, to Earth if uh, the League fails to stop uh, Nightmare from coming... Sorry, the Nightmare from coming true. So this is... This is what um, Zack Snyder actually revealed, said. He said, the cool thing uh, about that about the scene is that it's Joker uh, talking directly to Batman about Batman. It's Joker analyzing Batman about who he is and what he is. That's the thing. And um, that's the thing I also felt like fans deserved from the DC universe. That's to say that uh, the Jared Leto Joker and Ben Affleck Batman, they never really got together. It seems uncool to me. 
that we would make it all the way through this incarnation of Batman and Joker without seeing them come together. And he's right. He, he has a point. And uh, it, it kind of it came to him. Uh, it was a kind of a spur of the moment thing, I believe, um, which he reveals in the article in the interview as well. So it's something that I'm I'm really fascinated to see. I know spoilers over now. Uh, it's kind of more speculation time. Uh, I think Jared Leto is is a really good actor, and his Joker wasn't really his fault. That like what happened in Suicide Squad wasn't really down to him. It was more down to uh, the studio kind of studio interference and stuff like that, which is a shame as well because we could have seen like potentially could have seen a really really good version of the Joker in that movie if they had let David Ayer do what he wanted to do, which they of course didn't. But So what does this mean? Well, this means that we're going to get a very different Joker, I think, from the one we got in Justice League. Uh, Sorry, in uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Jared Leto also revealed that he really loved working with uh, Zack Snyder on this. So they only shot for a couple of days together. It seems as though this scene won't be very long. Uh, I think Zack Snyder said he'd only really shot two minutes extra that he hadn't shot before. So it means that this scene in particular could possibly only be two minutes or even less, which isn't very long. Um, So... It's you know, and it, it it's well, we're not very far away from it now. It's coming out, I think, March eighteenth, which is really not far away. Uh, I still don't know how it's com- going to come out here in in Europe. I still don't know, but in the US, you've got it on HBO Max, which is great for you guys, uh, not for us over here in Europe. Um, so it's it's interesting. Of course, there was that uh, clip that Zack Snyder revealed um, the for the Justice League, which had it's a clip that we've seen quite a few times actually. Um, it's uh, it was um, Victor Stone scoring a touchdown. Of course, he revealed he put that out there for the Super Bowl, and he also revealed a, a new date for the trailer for the, the next trailer, which is Valentine's Day, so 14th of February. So look forward to that. Uh, right, moving on. Well, actually, let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below about all that about all this new Joker news. Let me know in the comments. Uh, Shazam's director David F., um, David F. Sandberg has actually addressed the rumors that Henry Cavill is going to be playing Superman. In um, in Shazam 2 or Shazam Fury of the Gods. So this was, I'd, I'd seen this go around a lot. So I can't, off the top of my head, I cannot remember who was the first, uh, which was the first media outlet to, uh, to to break the story that apparently Henry Cavill's, uh, Henry Cavill's going to be cameoing as Superman in Shazam 2. But uh, David F. Sandberg, basically, <laughs> he kind of, he didn't really, I wouldn't say that he uh, shot those rumors down, but what he said is, uh, not going to comment on casting rumors for several reasons. One being you can't be sure about anything until it's happened. Halfway through shooting Shazam, the plan was still to have Cavill to be was still to have Cavill be in it. Scoopers um, could have scooped that and been right at the time, but wrong in the end. Though I can confirm with a 90% certainty that Shazam will appear in Shazam 2. So if you're a fan of that character, you might enjoy Shazam 2. Um, so he's not really he's not debunking i've seen lots of people saying that he debunked the rumors no he didn't he basically said um that these things can change that that, that things can be happening now that uh, for instance henry cavill was going to be uh, cameoing as uh, superman in the original shazam, shazam movie and if you remember back to that movie uh, it does end with um, with superman coming into shop only the bottom half of superman which was quite amusing actually the way they did it in the end so i think that he might still be in the movie i think henry cavill as it stands 
will be playing Superman in Shazam 2, but I think uh, David F. Sandberg just doesn't want people to get their hopes up because it could it could just not happen because this stuff does happen. Right, moving on, and moving on to what I think, personally for me, is the biggest news of the week, and that's that the Illuminati revealed that um, Keanu Reeves was offered the role of Craven the Hunter for a solo movie by Sony Pictures. So this broke, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, but then I got then I got to thinking, well... Because, of course, there have been rumors about Keanu Reeves being uh, being cast in Marvel movies for years. Uh, um, Kevin, um, Kevin Feige himself revealed that he has had several meetings with Keanu Reeves and they've been trying to find that right character in the MCU for him to play. They just haven't been able to find it yet. Uh, a lot of people saying that Ghost Rider would be the perfect role for him. And I think actually I think I agree with that. I think he would be a brilliant Johnny Blaze. And um, would he be a brilliant Craven the Hunter? Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I, I love, love, love Keanu Reeves. I think he's fantastic. But one of the things you have to realize about Craven the Hunter is that he's he he basically represents almost everything that Keanu Reeves can't do. So Keanu Reeves isn't like a ridiculously buff guy, and that's one of the reasons why we like him. He 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 chooses roles are different from that you know John Wick is very different from that John Wick is an action hero but not one of those kind of ridiculously buff guys he's just very talented and very trained and like the best of what he does which is kill people basically but he's you know and then Keanu Reeves really goes into that and kind of learns how to use uh, how to use the weapons and how to do all of that perfectly and that's brilliant that's the best side what some of the best uh, stuff that Keanu Reeves has ever done has been more in that vein like with the Matrix as well and learning how to do martial arts and stuff like that but here you you actually require I you know I don't want to sound nasty about Keanu Reeves but I don't think he's the world's best actor and I, I think he'd agree with with me on that he's 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 not very good at accents and we we know that because he was in Dracula and every time he tries to do something slightly kind of deviating away from his natural accent it gets a bit fake let's say it gets a bit difficult uh and um craven the hunter is, is russian and, and i don't think you can really tra- change that uh so then this started leading me on to who who else could play the role so i was seeing actually zelda williams um john um uh, robbie will uh, sorry not robbie robin williams's daughter uh took to twitter to say that there are other options and that the two options she gave were um, um, sorry, Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Walking Dead and Carl Urban. And I actually think Carl Urban, who's right now in The Boys and has been in like the Star Trek movies, and um, he's just a f- he was actually in the MCU as uh, Scourge. Uh, that name came back to me quite quickly. And I think he's brilliant. I think Carl Urban is a wonderful actor. And that's that's the difference. I, I, I'm not saying that Keanu Reeves is a bad actor. I'm just saying that, that he's someone that knows his limits. And I do wonder whether Craven the Hunter would be beyond that. Uh, unless they really kind of retrofit the role for him. And I don't think that's something they'd want to do. So, well, what does that mean? Well, I think Carl Urban is perfect. And there are people on Twitter that agree with me. And uh, Carl Urban, not, not only does he look the role, that, that he, he would be... Um, he also we also know he's very good at accents because he's a Kiwi he's a New Zealander and uh, he's fooled everybody in the boys even though I, I personally think his Cockney accent is pretty bad in the boys but he's done accents in the past he does an American accent in basically everything he's in and um, I just think he's got the acting chops to play the role he's got the look down to a T he looks so much like Craven the Hunter he would be perfect he you know, and he'd also probably embody that more kind of buff. Um, and I don't think it should be all about that. Uh, I really don't. But I, I do think if you're casting, 
that character. I think Craven the Hunter, I think Carl Urban would suit Craven the Hunter, at least the character from the comic books, more than someone like Keanu Reeves. Uh, but let me know what you guys think about that. Um, I'll, you know, it's, it's something that uh, I've been saying for quite a while now. I think Carl Urban would be a brilliant Craven the Hunter. Uh, it, although it's, it, it seems as though... <laughs> Uh, Sony are going for someone a bit different in Keanu Reeves, which is fine. You know, it's, it's, it's that's that they are allowed to do that. It's the you know they own the rights to the character, but I think it might be a, a bit of a mistake. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to the news that Chris Evans is reportedly returning as the Human Torch in Doctor Strange Two. So I just want to check where this comes from because this is something that you know what, like there's so much stuff that's been happening in the MCU over the last couple of well, months uh, that I think now anything's possible. If you've watched WandaVision, the last episode of WandaVision, then you'll know what I mean. Um, I don't want to spoil that for you guys, that, that, those of you who haven't seen it yet, yet, although if you haven't seen that yet, what what are you playing at? Uh, no, this comes from Giant Freaking Robots. So they tend to be pretty good actually with their scoops. Uh, so they're claiming that um, they're going to be, the multiverse is going to, of course, be a factor in this. So it won't be the MCU's version of uh, the Human Torch. It will be the version that he played in those awful Fantastic Four movies. Uh, and I think that that makes sense. And of course, there, were the, there was the news that Chris Evans has signed on to appear in future Marvel movies, not necessarily as Captain America. That, that's the interesting thing about that. It was actually revealed that the, 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 the uh, it wasn't to come back specifically as Captain America. So it could be for this Doctor Strange two, you know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Of course, there's going to be a lot of multiverse stuff. We've already broke. We already broke the news that um, that uh, um, that Deadpool was going to be in Doctor Strange two. That um, Tobey Maguire potentially is going to be also in Doctor Strange two. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening, especially with the, the multiverse being in play. And it looks like they're really going to be playing on that. And of course, as I said, WandaVision has kind of already opened up those doors. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. But let me know what you guys think about uh, Chris Evans potentially getting to play the Human Torch again. Uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Uh, right, so Tom Holland has been talking about Spider-Man 3. And... Uh, this is something that I'm actually quite interested about because uh, Tom Holland, you probably know, he's a bit of a blabbermouth and he's someone that has let things slip in the past, which he probably shouldn't have done. Uh, but basically, let me just get the article up before I... So Tom Holland uh, talked that he was he was asked specifically by Variety whether um, Andrew Garfield and Tame McGuire are going to be in the movie. So here's what he said. He said, I've never met Kirsten Dunst. I met Andrew once. I met him at the BAFTAs. He was lovely. He was a really nice bloke and we had a nice chat. It was quite soon after Spider-Man Homecoming had come out. He was really positive and nice. I've bumped into Toby a few times at different parties in LA. He was really nice. They seem to be lovely, really nice people. I hope they enjoy our movies. I hope they enjoy Spider-Man. Uh, uh, our Spider-Man. Uh, if they are, I, they haven't told me yet. That's something that Marvel would do. So that's what the tennis ball was. So it's the, specifically the last bits of that quote that I'm interested in. So he said, they haven't told me yet. That's something Marvel would do. And then he says, oh, so that's who the, that tennis ball was. He's lying. Uh, sorry, he's lying. And, and, and this, is, this is quite interesting because 
Uh, as I said before, Tom Holland's someone that has um, that, that has let things slip in the past. Incidentally, he did actually say in that same interview that Spider-Man 3 is the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. Uh, and that makes me think that, yeah, well, he's basically confirming that the two of them are going to be in the movie because we know Tom Holland's been fed these lines. We know that he's, he, in the past, he's let, let things slip. And we know that Marvel would like train him and train him and train and basically say if this question ever comes up this is what you say you say you know they haven't told me yet that's something marvel would do uh, basically kind of not denying it but also not saying it's happening but actually he's saying it's happening uh, that that i mean if you uh, follow my gist if you follow my 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 logic it does make sense in my head that he's been fed these lines because they're scared that he's going to let something slip and as any good actor would do, he's regurgitated those lines. And uh, this means that it's happening. This means, to me, at least it means that uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in Spider-Man 3. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments. And uh, is this something that you're excited about? Are you excited to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the upcoming Spider-Man 3 movie? Let me know your thoughts. Also, let me know what you think the film will be called. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be called either Home Run or um, what was the other one? Home Run was the one that I've seen a lot of people. Homeward Bound, I think, would be quite funny, but no. Because um, it was, you know, Homecoming Far From Home. I think Home Run makes sense. But let me know what you guys think about what, like, come up with some interesting Spider-Man 3 titles. Uh, right, moving on. And moving on to the news that Vin Diesel is rumored to be Marvel's top choice for Black Bolt and an Inhumans reboot. So this comes from Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity. And uh, I've mentioned him quite a few times on this show. And he's someone that does tend to get these scoops right. Uh, I like this bit of news, but I also am not so sure. I'm not so sure about it. The reason I like it is because I love the idea of having Vin Diesel come in and play a character that doesn't speak. So the whole thing is that Vin Diesel plays Groot. He's the voice of Groot. And we don't see him. We hear him, but also not really. Black Bolt is a character in Inhumans. If you've watched that awful, awful Marvel TV show, it's terrible. Um, you all know that his big power is he can basically kill anyone and blow anything up by talking. And uh, Black Bolt, in that, I can't remember the actor that played him, but is you know he's an interesting character. You could, but again, he's a bit. Mm, what? But I anyway, in my head, I think it would be amusing to have Vin Diesel be seen in a movie but not heard, and not seen in another movie but heard if that makes any sense. I think that'd be funny. Uh, I think it would be an in-joke, and I think MCU fans would appreciate it. Uh, but the thing is, are they going to be doing an Inhumans reboot? I don't think they will, because the TV show was really that terrible that I think... Or I also wonder whether Kevin Feige has any interest at all in the Inhumans. So actually, interestingly enough, it was the only project that Marvel Studios had announced they didn't do. Because the whole thing then, I'll, I can go into like details on what, what happened. Basically, uh, Jeff Loeb was the uh, was was head, the head of Marvel Television, so he was the one that was in charge of all the TV shows uh, before these new Disney Plus TV shows, and um, so he was the one that made the Netflix Marvel shows, and then he made Inhumans. Inhumans was really his baby, was the thing that he really wanted to make, and the he would have actually made the movie as well. Uh, but basically what happened is now Marvel Television is now defunct, so no longer exists. Jeff Loeb no longer works for Marvel. So Kevin Feige's had his way and has got rid of someone that he didn't really like anyway and didn't really get on with professionally, let's say. Uh, right. But Vin Diesel playing Black Bolt, I'd, I'd say yeah, let's see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Let me know what you think in the comments below. 
Uh, right, moving on. And moving on to some kind of some news that I'm not too sure about. And that's that Disney is rumored to be looking to purchase MGM Studios. So this comes from Daniel Rickman. And Daniel Rickman is someone that I would say kind of take with a pinch of salt because he tends to kind of throw a lot of stuff out there and he basically sees what sticks. And um, he's his whole, um, sorry, his whole scoop thing is behind a paywall on Patreon. So the only way you can get to actually read his scoops is to um, pay for them. Uh, we don't pay for them. Uh, I get them from We Got This Covered, so maybe they pay for them. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they get them from someone else. Uh, but he's apparently claiming that Disney wants to buy MGM Studios. So the main reason why they'd want to buy MGM Studios, what would that be? Well, that would be twofold. Uh, firstly, they've got over 4,000 titles, uh, movies that, that would be very good for them to bring to their streaming service, so Disney+. Plus. Basically, Disney now is all about buying content and having as much content on their streaming service as they possibly can, which is one of the main reasons why they wanted to buy 20th Century Fox was actually for the back catalogue and not so much for like getting, you know, X-Men characters back and stuff like that. That was, that was just an added bonus, really. Um, they do have like properties that they can work on, such as Alien and Predators, which they are doing. Uh, but it was more about just this whole Disney star thing that's coming here in Europe. And I suppose a lot of those titles will end up on Hulu in the US. I don't know really what they're doing in the US, to be honest. Um, but so it's all about having as much content and not having to pay license fee, licensing fees for, for, that, for that content. So MGM Studios has a lot of content, uh, you know, over 4,000 uh, movies they made and TV shows that they're involved with. But what, the big property that they own, the only thing really that is worth any money apart from their back catalogue is... Uh, James Bond, which is the second reason why they might want to buy that so they can get the rights to James Bond so they can basically have all the major franchises. Um, the thing is, I don't think the American government would let that fly. Uh, it was already kind of limit that they managed to get uh, 20th Century Fox. Uh, that was actually, I believe that did go to the Supreme Court because it's a monopoly. That's basically is what it is. I love Disney. I, lo I love the movies they make. And I, I love the fact that, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is great. I also like the Star Wars films. I like the shows. But I do not like monopolies because it basically means that, uh, you know, everything kind of becomes the same. Everything becomes, I think quality tends to kind of slip a bit. And um, people might say that happened already with the Star Wars movies. Uh, personally, I'm not so sure about that. I think actually the new sequels are better. The new sequels better than the prequels. But let's not get into that bit. But so I also it'd be about five billion. I think is what uh, MGM's valued at. And I don't know whether they whether Disney at the moment has the liquidity to really. I mean, they have a lot of money, but 2020 has been a pretty difficult year for everybody, including Disney. I don't think they've got the five billion at the moment to spend. I, th I think at the moment what they'll do is they'll they'll see how much you know they'll see how much money Disney Plus can bring in. Uh, they'll see whether they can release movies again in 2021, and then basically get their revenue stream going again. Disney Plus has already made a lot of money for them. It's only going to make more, and that's really the big money money spinner for them. And it's all about um, uh, what they call direct to consumer, and that's really what they want. So, so, so in that sense, it would make sense for them to try and buy MGM Studios at some point. Uh, at the moment, I don't think they can because the parks are still closed and that's actually a big money spinner for them. One of the major ones 
and um and of course cinemas are still closed which is actually another pretty big money spinner for them you know they, they haven't been able to release a marvel movie in a while uh which is over a billion dollars a year like in in revenue so i'm not so sure about this news they might be looking at it but i i actually think it would make more sense for a company like apple to buy mgm studios because they definitely do have the money at the moment they're doing very very well and um and buying that would make sense because then it means that they'd have the bond franchise and they'd have all the uh, movies that mgm studios owns including like the hob i think the hobbit films they have uh maybe i think i'm not so sure about that actually uh but they, they have a bunch of films they're, they're, they're like one of the one along with warner brothers and paramount they are the like one of the main movie studios you know historically one of the very first in hollywood so <sighs> I mean, let me know what you guys think. <laughs> I suppose that's that's a, kind of a, a rounded way to get to the end of that bit. But um, again, I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure that's going to happen. Right, moving on. And uh, Indiana Jones Five is rumored to have a de-aged Harrison Ford and the Fountain of Youth. So this comes from a website called Pirates and Princesses. So I'm assuming that all they write about is Disney stuff. Uh, of course, something Disney now is um, well, sorry. Indiana Jones is now a Disney property and um, after they purchased uh, 20th Century Fox. So Lucasfilm is making... Sorry, not not after they purchased... After they purchased uh, Lucasfilm. So Lucasfilm is making this film. Uh, Harrison Ford's coming back and Pirates and Princesses are claiming that basically the movie will feature a de-aged Harrison Ford the entire time. So the film is going to be directed by James Mangold, which I'm very, very happy about because he is one of the best directors working in Hollywood. He's made some of my favorite movies, Logan, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, I even love Identity. He's made very, very good films. Uh, he's a very, very talented director. And according to Pirates and Princesses, in January 5, will be kind of about the search of the fountain of youth i actually really like that aspect i think that'd be really cool uh, searching for like a you know a, a mythical object kind of i suppose uh so the whole thing is you go so the leak is that um <coughs> jones goes to find the water so the fountain of youth and he um he finds he finds them he finds the water and he kind of ends up uh, becoming young again and then basically they're saying that it'll be the 1981 version of Indiana Jones he kind of reverts back to I don't like that idea um, and then so I'm not so sure about the whole de-aging thing I'm hoping they won't do that uh, so then the, the scoop doesn't actually end there it, it says at the end of the movie will cut to children at a museum surrounded, surrounding a window in which the contents of Jones like Jones's personal effects are there are, are displayed so his legendary hat and his whip so I mean it would be a nice way to end it but in the context of these movies and the franchise why would indiana jones's hat and whip be in a museum it would make i suppose it would make sense because you know jones keeps on going on about things belonging in a museum and i suppose and indiana jones himself does belong in a museum as well so maybe that maybe that's why uh what i'm going to say is take that with a pinch of salt i'm not sure if that's going to be the the plot maybe the fountain of youth thing is the thing uh but pff, i just hope they don't de-age harrison ford i really hope they don't Right, moving on, and moving on to uh, a rumor that it actually <coughs> comes from one of our writers. Well, one of our writers managed to find this uh, via a so it's a French uh, Twitter account uh, called Box Office France, I believe it's called, and uh, they're claiming that June, so Denis Villeneuve's June film, will be coming out internationally in cinemas two weeks. Uh, sorry, Box Office Pro France, it's called. 
They're claiming that Dune will be released internationally in cinemas two weeks before it comes out on HBO Max. Uh, so that means that it'll be released on September 15th internationally and then two weeks later on HBO Max. Uh, which actually kind of makes sense to me and it kind of goes back to that whole thing that's been happening between Warner Brothers and Legendary. Uh, Legendary, of course, they financed the movie and uh, Warner Brothers didn't tell them that they were going to just release on HBO Max. So they threatened a legal, uh, like a lawsuit, a legal action. So they settled outside of court, uh, which is how these things tend to operate. And now I suppose Warner Brothers are trying to do everything to please Legendary and Legendary really want this film to come out in cinemas because that's the only way they can make their money back. Um, so hopefully by September they'll be able to put them out in cinemas and hopefully cinemas will be open Uh, so that's that bit of news so moving on I'm going to go through this next bit of the show quite quickly because there's a lot to get through and um, (laughs) I don't have that much time left so according to Giant Freaking Robot Michael B. Jordan is uh, starring in a Rainbow Six movie Uh, that means he's a very very busy guy because apparently he's also coming back for Black Panther 2 as Killmonger apparently also has a series a Killmonger series in the works Uh, He's going to be directing Creed 3, so he's a really, really busy guy. Uh, Right, um, next bit of news is that the Eternals director... um, (coughs) Sorry, uh, just... So they've they've been... There's this whole thing at the moment with the, the, the rebooted kind of monster movies that are being made... Um, and one of those one of those films, of course, was uh, was the Invisible Man, which was done by Blumhouse, I believe. So these are these are uh, sorry, I just need to find the actual story. Uh, these are these are movies that were done in the past by Universal Pictures. They tried to kind of get this sorted started again with like Dracula Untold and the awful Mummy movie starring a. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise but no it looks like they're going to be taking a different approach to these films starting with The Invisible Man <clears throat> we're now hearing news that Chloe Zhao who's actually currently working on The Eternals uh, is going to be directing a um, a Dracula movie so she's actually been nominated for um, Nomadland which is uh, her kind of uh, well it's not really an independent film but it's a kind of a smaller budget film than Eternals and that's got all sorts of nominations and a lot of buzz around it and now it's being said that she's going to be directing a Dracula film. So this Dracula film isn't going to be um, like the ones we've seen in the past. It's going to be, it's being described as original, futuristic, and a sci-fi western. So it's really going to be in the same vein as The Invisible Man. They're going to kind of take the idea of this monster kind of story, so Dracula story, and they're going to kind of flip it and give it a different twist, which I really like. I like what they're doing with these. But let me know what you think about that in the comments. Right, moving on, and moving on to, um, so now it's on to our exclusive, finally, Uh, and that's that Kevin Feige wants Michael Coulter back as Luke Cage in the MCU. So this came to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of pressing and pressing and pressing for more information from this source, and they were able to actually give me a lot of, um, uh, (coughs) basically a lot of documentation and explanations backing up what they're saying, and I was actually able to also make sure they were who they said they were uh, because they said they were, they were very close. They're reportedly very close to Marvel Studios. And I just wanted to make sure that they were working for the company they said they were working for. Right. Now that that bit's out of the way, they're claiming that Kevin Feige wants Mike Coulter back as Luke Cage and that he might feature in a Moon Knight series or in the Moon Knight series. So this was interesting because there have been rumors uh, that... Um, Luke Cage is actually going to feature in Moon Knight. So there are rumors that Luke Cage and Moon Knight will fight. Actually, that comes from Geekosity. And uh, so when I when I heard that bit of 
news. I then went back to the source and said, can you confirm this is true? And they were like, yes. So here's what they said. They said, I'll just put it up on the screen for you guys. So they said, I can't say exactly how it's going to happen, but Luke Cage is going to make an MCU appearance and Feige wants Coulter to come back to play him. So <clears throat> I then went back to them and said, well, have have you did you read what Mike Coulter said in an interview back in December with ComingSoon.net? So this is what Mike Coulter say, said. He said, I've got to say, I rarely think about it in the sense of what could or will be. I know fans are eager to see something with the character. I know I established him and it was an honor to do that, but I don't know what the future holds. I'm just um, in my mode of doing evil right now in a few f uh, and a few films on hiatus. If something happens, I'd love to have the conversation with them. But for now, I'm not holding my breath. I'm happy either way. It was a good run. So he said that. And... Um, that was back in December, remember? And then the source came back to me and said, uh, they said that it's true that Coulter hadn't been contacted for the role back in December. However, as they start work on the Moon Knight series, it's become pretty obvious uh, that Luke Cage needs to be involved in the series and Feige is a fan of Coulter's performance in the Marvel Netflix shows. So <clears throat> this isn't basically, what I'm trying to get out here is that this is actually confirming that Mike Coulter has been cast. It's just that Kevin Feige wants him, uh, which makes sense to me. It makes sense because Mike Coulter is a really good Luke Cage. Um, there have also been the, the reports that the likes of Charlie Cox, John Bernthal and um, Kristen Ritter are all coming back to play the characters they played in the Marvel Netflix shows. The thing is, these characters, they will be basically rebooted versions of the characters they played in those shows in the sense that they're just not going to mention those shows. So they'll still be playing them the same way. So I've seen a lot of people complaining about that, but I wouldn't worry so much about that. Um, I think that's just, they're just going to basically act as though those shows never happened. <clears throat> the same thing will be done with Mike Coulter, with uh, his Luke Cage. He'll just be basically introduced into the MCU in the Moon Knight series, which of course stars Oscar Isaac. Of course, the other actor involved in that is Ethan Hawke. He's going to be playing the villain. So it sounds as though it's going to be Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke and Mike Coulter, possibly in more of a cameo appearance than an actual main part in the show. But let me know what you guys think about that. Is that something you'd like to see? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to uh, some... Wait, what's the next bit of news? Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers trailer. So if you haven't seen that trailer, do go and watch that now. Uh, that was uh, revealed... For, well, it was kind of a Super Bowl thing. It's a really, really good trailer. And in that trailer, there was a tease, apparently, for kind of a, a Wolverine tease, according to Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity. Uh, he's claiming that the island uh, that was kind of name-dropped in, um, in the trailer... So I just want to make sure I get the name of the islands right... Uh, the island is called <clears throat> uh, Madripoor, which is uh, a made-up South uh, Southern East uh, Southern Asian island in, in Marvel Comics, which is basically the Marvel Comics version of Singapore. Well, why is this important? Well, it's because it has a lot to do with Wolverine in the comics. So, in the 1985 uh, run of the New Mutants, number 35. Wolverine ended up making this island into his new home and even wore a disguise whilst on the island so that no one would recognize him. What was that disguise? Well, it was an eye patch and he called himself Patch. Um, so there's that aspect. Of it. It's not saying that Wolverine's going to be back. It's just that that was in there and it's kind of an interesting nod to the New Mutants run <clears throat> and the Wolverine character. 
Uh, but let me know what you thought of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer in the comments below. So, there are now also rumours that both Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender were reportedly approached to cameo in WandaVision. So this is after it was Elizabeth, Ol Elizabeth Olsen was talking about how there's going to be a Luke Skywalker-esque cameo. We've already had one cameo uh, that was uh, very interesting in WandaVision. But a lot of people seem to think that Magneto is going to be involved in some form, some shape or form. And of course, the actors that played Magneto were Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender. Now that we know that they're bringing over characters from the, Mar from, from the Fox movies, from the X-Men movies, it's very probable that they could uh, bring those, those, either of those actors over. The thing is, is what Paul Bettany said about that particular cameo saying that he worked with an actor that he's always wanted to work with before. So it's been brought to my attention. I did say that that means that Ian McKellen will be in it, but it's been brought to my attention that actually Paul Bettany has worked with Ian McKellen already. So what does that mean? Well, it could mean Michael Fassbender. He could be a big fan of Michael Fassbender. He could be a big fan of Sir Patrick Stewart. Very probable. With him being British, that makes a lot of sense. Michael Fassbender is a brilliant actor as well. But now, after having thought about it for a while a name keeps on coming back uh in my head that if you think of a luke skywalker-esque cameo in a marvel cinematic universe film or property who would that be well there's one name that keeps on coming into my head and i can't get rid of it now now i think it's bound to happen and i think it's nailed on i don't know why it would happen but it would be incredibly cool and I know a lot of people would lose their minds it would break the internet and that's that if Hugh Jackman were to appear as Wolverine I think that would break the internet I really do and that would be a Luke Skywalker-esque cameo that period I'm gonna I wish I could just end the show on that but no there's still some other stuff to go over so uh, WandaVision showrunner has promised that uh, the ending is going to be worth the wait so that was Jack Schrafer she said that uh, I alluded to this bit of news before this that Moon Knight is rumored to be fighting Luke Cage in an upcoming Disney Plus series. So that is uh, that came from uh, Geekosity. Uh, also from Geekosity, Red, Red Hulk is going to be fighting Wolverine in an upcoming MCU project. So that's actually an interesting bit of news. Is that actually they're saying that they're going to be bringing Alpha Flight into the MCU and that uh, Wolverine will be part of Alpha Flight. So that's like the Canadian version of the Avengers, and they'll be looking for Hulk. So Bruce Banner's Hulk. And General Ross will be in the show as well as Red Hulk, and he'll have a fight with Wolverine. Uh, so another bit of this is all. This seems to be like the Geekosity show today. Uh, Iron Fist is coming to the MCU, but will be recast and rebooted, so it won't be Finn Jones, which is a shame for Finn Jones, but also makes sense because he just wasn't great as the character. I'm going to be honest. Um, the Mikey Sutton's also saying that Marvel Marvel's Inhumans is going to be rebooted in the Fantastic Four movies. So this is probably where we could see Vin Diesel coming in as Black Bolt. Uh, I'm not so sure if they're going to be rebooting. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they're going to be rebooting um, the Inhumans. I think they're just going to leave it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Sorry, as I, I struggle with my... <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, moving on. Uh, Gina Canaro, Canaro, Carano. Sorry. This is not behaving today. Right. This is really not helping me today, this uh, this mic problem. Right, uh, Gina, uh, Gina Carano is getting, uh, get, is rumored to be getting her Cara Dune, the Mandalorian spin-off. Uh, that I believe comes from, my, from, um, from uh, Daniel Rickman. 
uh, another bit of news is that the Alien TV show is rumored to have connections both to the past and the future movies in the Alien franchise. So that again comes from Daniel Rickman. Uh, and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan, final bit of news. So it's been, I, I want to talk about this for a while actually, because I'm a big, big fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's. I think he's fantastic. And it was revealed a couple of weeks ago by uh, the showrunner of The Boys, which is a fantastic series. So if you haven't seen The Boys, what are you waiting for? Go and see it now. It's on Amazon Prime. It's brilliant. Um, Eric Kripke, who's the showrunner of The Boys, actually revealed that he would love to have Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the show. and um, But he then kind of said that it might not happen because of COVID, because of all the quarantine rules. But a fan then took to Twitter and directly asked um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan if he's going to be appearing in The Boys. <clears throat> and Jeffrey Dean Morgan replies, counting on it, at the real Kripke, you hear me. So, you know, he really wants to be in this show. Uh, which character he's going to play, I don't know, but he's played, you know, comic book characters in the past. Of course, Negan is a big one. He played um, Thomas Wayne as well in the Zack Snyder Batman films, or Batman versus Superman movie. Uh, he's also been in another show. Was it The Losers he was in, which is which is another uh, comic book adaptation so he, he seems to love it he loves these comic books um, he loves being in them he loves the show apparently he loves the boys so I say have him in it try and you know, make it work make it happen and with that I'll say good night thank you so much for watching um, and uh, I will see you uh, sorry tomorrow so these these new shows so it does come to you uh, Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays not Fridays and Mondays and the weekends I take off as well uh, all of the, the news stories I, I spoke about, you can go and find on Small Screen, which is at small-screen.co.uk. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Small Screen Co. That's everywhere. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also like and subscribe. That'd be wonderful. We also put this out as a podcast a couple of hours after this is aired. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then a five-star rating would be really, really appreciated. That'd be wonderful. And uh, you can follow me, actually, as well, at EJ Law. Order. And with that, I'll say good night. Thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers. Goodbye.